Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six pack of beer and talk about three different topics each over the course of a beer. I'm Nick Wagella and I'm here with Brian Nyson. How's it going, Brian? Not too bad. Feeling the funk right now. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, we're drinking some beer. Um, By the Shorts Brewery. Yeah, I think, this, is this our first Shorts? I'm looking up at the wall. Uh, I thought we had one. No, maybe not. I think this is our first short. Yeah. Sorry we let, dropped the list for so long. Yeah, Probably because I don't like Soft Parade, but... <laughs> but we got Slurm. Yes. Slurm tonight. A New England style Indian pale ale. Yes, and right. we want to re-say the name. Slurm. Slurm. It's got Fucking awesome name. Cool, cool, like, 50s looking label. Yeah, yeah. I like that. All right, well... Let's crack it open, crack and I'll it. let you know how it tastes. Um, some updates for the podcast. We are under review for iTunes currently. Um, so how long hopefully, does that take? I look online, it looks like two weeks is about average. So a couple more episodes, we should be up there in iTunes, and you can uh, subscribe and rate us five stars. Say and, some nice things. Yeah, leave us a <laughs> review and stuff. All right, well, I'm going to try this. Hold on. Um, it's not bad, not, not, not like too exciting, pretty, uh, yeah, I don't know, hold on a second. <laughs> Get the slurm in ya. It's good, um, yeah, it tastes like, I don't know if, I, it tastes different, like, I don't know if I've ever had a kind of beer like this. Oh! Beer number one, sport. <laughs> Alright, well... I forgot, there we go. I forgot we have a template set up, and uh, we're just jumping into stuff today. So, uh, on to sports. Yeah. Um, currently, in, in the background, it's halftime for us for Game 7 of Washington against uh, Boston for the NBA playoffs. I believe uh, Washington's up by, like, two. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so we are, we are enjoying this game as it is the... Last watchable game of basketball for what I think will be a while. Brian <laughs> might disagree, but... I, I think that Spurs-Golden uh, State has potential if Kawhi Leonard actually plays. Yes, but... But I probably won't watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. This might... I, might, I mean, unless, unless uh, San Antonio can win... Like, if San Antonio wins game two, then maybe I'll start watching, but... You I take, don't think so. Are you taking Boston or Washington? I'm rooting for Washington. Yeah. But the home team seems to have the advantage in this series. I'm rooting for Boston, but I think Washington's going to somehow squeak it out. I don't know why, but I really like John Wall. He's the man. He's yeah. A, he's a fast little guy, that that boy. Isaiah Thomas, he's... I don't, I don't really like him that much. <laughs> His nickname's It. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, they really call him IT. <laughs> but it's actually It. It. Convenient. The year the new It movie's coming out, wonder, It is born as a star. I wonder how that one will be. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Cavs are going to go to the finals. Yeah, this would, is a basically a, a playing game for third place. Or, or yeah, fourth, yeah. Or third <laughs> or fourth. But the, you get a partition ribbon. No, I guess fourth because the Spurs would probably beat both of these teams. That's so. true. Playing a game for fourth place. The NBA is pretty decided. There's two two amazing teams like we talked about last week, and the rest are. You know, I mean, the Spurs are pretty good, but they're not. I I don't honestly don't think they're up to the level. 
Even if Kawhi's healthy, I don't think they win the series. I mean, they were up by 20. 25. 25 before Kawhi went out, though. Right. Well, they needed to win that game. At one point in this postseason, the Pacers were up by 26 on the Cavaliers. Yeah. And the Warriors are a team of streaks. They are. They just need to wait till they hit fire, and then they're unbeatable. They have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green in their starting lineup. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spurs got, you know, 37-year-old Paul Gasol, 32-year-old LaMarcus Aldridge. I didn't know Aldridge was that old. He's like, yeah, 30, 31, 32. You know, um, this beer tastes a little fruity. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's, uh, I feel like Shorts does everything fruity for some reason. Yeah, they're, they have that soft parade beer, and I don't like it, but it's like... I remember having a lot of, a lot of like, a... A lot of people like it, but yeah, they yeah, like it because it doesn't taste like beer, yeah. but it's super fucking strong, man. Yeah, it's like 7%, and it's like, having that a couple times, it's like, oh yeah, this is good, then it's like, yeah, I don't really want this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, but it's, you know, not, it's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> right, right. Well, um, anyways, um, so yeah, that's what's going on in the NBA. Um, it, 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 uh, lottery this tomorrow. Yes, they, they yes, that's what I want to talk about. The yeah. lottery, the Pistons have a, like, I think a 0.7% chance of getting the first pick. Yeah. They're probably going to end up with 9th or 10th or something, I think. I think, yeah, wherever they're supposed to land is where they're yeah. supposed to land. But hopefully they get first. Hopefully, well, they say the NBA lottery is rigged. That would be so tight and if we drafted Lonzo Ball. It, <laughs> I don't think just know. got rid of Reggie Jackson for good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know about Lonzo Ball though. Or like, like Fultz or some you know amazing yeah, rookie that if we got the top three pick that'd be great. I mean, even if we get like I feel like we're gonna draft somebody like Harry Giles who's nice but also has serious knee problems and we're yeah. just gonna be like oh he he'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be nice if we got a lottery pick, then we're gonna be okay. Our franchise might be able to salvage some shit in a few years. Yeah. But if not, we're going to have to... Uh, I, I don't feel like... No, I don't know. I don't know. I have lost by the Pistons. Did you see their new logo? No? What? They yeah. got a new... They didn't get a new logo. Yes, they did. Let me see it. Let me pull it up for you guys. Um, I, I have a feeling... You know how, like, uh, LeVar Ball wants, his, wants Lonzo to go to L.A.? Lakers? Yeah. Well, Lakers have, uh, like, their best odds. Well, they have the third highest odds for first pick. But if they fall out of the top three, then Philadelphia gets their pick. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, people say the lottery's rigged, so I'm pretty sure the the Lakers will be up there. So this is the Pistons' new logo. Um, what? It, it looks a lot like their Bad Boys logo. Yeah. That was their Bad Boys logo right down here. It's the exact same. But the the right the the right wait no wait no that's their I don't there's, none of these are their Bad Boys logo. The Bad Boys logo has just a little bit different font. <laughs> <laughs> they got the black and white. Like, what? Why do they got the black and white like logo for? Is that a? Um, I don't know, but it's, uh, it's cool, I I think I, it, I think it looks better than their other one. Uh, it looks really yeah. classic. Yeah, it's um, got the. Uh... All right, so to, to describe it, it's look a... at the Bad Boys era Pistons logo and imagine the font with. The P's and the D's have a little, like, wing at the end of it. <laughs> wing is not the right word, but you'll see what I mean when you look at it. It's a circle, then an oval, and then a circle. 
It's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's alright, I guess. I guess I'm cool with it. Yeah, that's the exact same. Alright, so yeah, th this, this one, see how it's slightly different? <laughs> no, there's no wings on the P's or D's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, huge so it difference. It went from this to back, basically back to this. Oh, Remy has joined us. Remy, you know this is podcast night. You cannot be in here. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Remy is, uh... Uh, my friend Kurt's dog that we are watching while he is away. Um, uh oh. Yep, yeah, causing havoc. Oh, Stella's here too, everybody. Stella, what do you think about LeBron James' dominance in the playoffs so far? No, oh, she hates LeBron. All right, uh -oh. all right, dogs, out of here. Go, 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 Remy. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, that's okay. But yeah, um, that's how we roll on Split Six. Now that we're on iTunes, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Well, we're not yet on iTunes, but you're probably not listening to this if we're not on iTunes, unless true. you're one of our friends. Um, well, what the fuck were you talking? Oh yeah, that that logo. <laughs> but yeah, this logo, I don't know, looks kind it's, of. It's just a basketball yeah. piston. This says Detroit. Basically, pistons. what the other one is too. Yeah. But uh, better than the uh, like what what was that one logo with the horse? Dude, that one was so sick. The dude. Jerry Stackhouse era. The fucking Wasn't that Joe Hill era. I think, yeah, Grant Hill, Joe Dumars, the Stack Boy. Jerry Stackhouse. Didn't they trade him for Rip Hamilton? Love that guy. Yeah, that logo is sick. <laughs> go up, go up. And I see it here, but I want to just get the fresh logo. Go, go down. Go down. Oh, there it is. Look at those. Look at that teal and orange and red. Bold move. Yeah, what a bold move, <laughs> switching from the two like most popular colors to teal. <laughs> <laughs> and adding a horse even though horsepower bro you're called the pistons where's where's all the i guess they have long mufflers there where's all your detroit car stuff come on yeah but i don't know whatever yeah so that's been that's pretty much what's up in the nba um yeah uh, got a uh, chelsea officially won the premier league shout out to croc he loves that squad yes thank you croc for, for <laughs> liking uh football uh, then we got, uh, we got some hockey. We do have some hockey. We actually have <laughs> hockey on right now. Anaheim, uh, oh, is that Crosby going face first on the boards? No, no. that was Rowney, Rowney, Rowney. I just saw seven. But, um, Anaheim tied up the series 1-1 against Nashville, but I still, yeah, think, baby. still think Nashville's gonna win it in, like, five or six. I think six. everyone wants Nashville to win it. Everyone I've talked to. Yeah. I've met, besides me, I haven't met a single person rooting for Anaheim. It's true. <coughs> They're alright. But, um... Who are you rooting for in this one? Ottawa? I, I don't really care. <laughs> like, these are two teams I don't care about. I'm rooting for Ottawa, because... Yeah, I guess get a Canadian team in there would be cool. Yeah, I don't want Canada to not watch the hockey, because if Canada's out, the ratings will probably go down. Yeah, but a lot of people like Pittsburgh, like, who aren't from Detroit or Philadelphia. That's true, but imagine Anaheim-Ottawa. You're going to have the <laughs> market. Dude, Anaheim-Ottawa would suck. That would be horrible. That's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> It'll be the, mo the, the most dull Stanley Cup ever. Well, whatever. Um, yeah, so this game we're watching currently, not that it matters because by the time you listen to this, it will be decided, but it's 0-0 zero, zero in the second <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, man. So flipping back to basketball, we got, all right, this is the game I want to put on, but we have the other game on too. Let me uh, try to find that and check that out for you guys. Wait, there's um, another game on? I think there's another game on. No. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, but there was one over here. Huh? You talk, you're not talking about, uh... Right here. What? 
Yeah, that's Senator's Penguins. Okay, <laughs> on a different channel, guys. <laughs> Brian making that mistake, like a rookie. <laughs> uh, uh, anything? Oh, football! Something exciting happened. Oh yeah. Well, why don't you tell us about that? So. Seattle Seahawks running back Eddie Lacy got paid fifty five grand for being under two hundred and fifty five pounds. Oh, good job, Eddie! He made it at two hundred fifty three pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. his contract is basically like a Weight Watchers program. Yeah, like you get paid for doing good. Yep. Well, um, yeah, Eddie Lacy, I don't good. care about you. I hope you do bad. <laughs> You're a Packer. You'll always be a Packer. I will always hate you. Unlike TJ Lang. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, TJ Lang. Thank you for coming back home, TJ. I know it was probably because we paid you more than everyone else would, but. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Um, that's cool. Um, any other thing you've heard from football? And it's going to the dark days with football. This is where nothing happens until... Yeah. Yeah, just that Detroit Lions are the uh, kind of most hopeful team in the city right now. Well, you already did declare Matt Stafford the MVP, so... That's true. I got a lot riding on that. <laughs> yeah. Your whole reputation. Got a lot of pride riding on that. <laughs> yeah, if he's wrong, we will immediately remove Brian from the Split Six podcast and get somebody that can actually make predictions. <laughs> what they all said about my Matty Ice prediction. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So he does, that's why he has some credibility. But that's uh, more than me. I I had I had did terrible this year in predictions, other than Ezekiel Elliott. But yeah, uh, other than that, Tigers kind of doing whatever. Tigers um, being on uh, you know part of baseball. Got rid of K Rod from uh, from the uh, the closer, so I guess that's cool. But. Yeah, but they Still did, they, the did they fire uh, Sanchez yet? I don't know. The other day I heard that in probably not. <laughs> I heard that on on uh, ninety seven won the ticket. I heard that Sanchez has given up sixty seven home runs in sixty nine starts. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> which is really terrible. <laughs> not yeah. even starts, just like performances or something. Games like because he hasn't been a starter in a long time. <sighs> What a what a guy, but um, well, anything else you want to talk about sports? Um, no, I'm just watching this game right now. Avery Bradley's all over John Wall with that foul. You so so uh, something that we're gonna talk about later today is we're gonna talk about uh, conspiracy theories. Love them. And uh, there's a conspiracy theory going on with this game right now, the NBA game. What what is it? Um. So you know how Markeith Morris got, like, injured? <laughs> yeah. So the conspiracy theory is that Marcus Morris is out there playing. Because <laughs> they're twin brothers. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to try to try to find some. See, look, right here. Did, Mar- <laughs> did Marcus Morris sub in for his twin brother, Markeith? <laughs> they do. They look like they are identical. T- well, wait, do they have the same tattoos? You could easily tell Probably about that. Probably not. That'd be weird. In game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals between the Wizards and Celtics, Markeith Mark went down and stayed down after Al Horford's foot undercut him in a shot attempt. He left the game with an ankle sprain after having played just 11 minutes, robbing Washington of one of its most versatile weapons. 
<laughs> Judging from the way his ankle splayed to an unhealthy right angle, it seems like he'd be out for some time. Then, on Tuesday night, Morris played his best game of the playoffs, hitting his first four field goal attempts, finishing with 16 points, six rebounds, and some pretty assists. He showed no signs of injury. <laughs> perhaps Markeep just made an amazing recovery, or perhaps it was Markeep's identical twin brother, Marcus, who plays for the Eliminated Pistons, dressed up as Markeep. Marcus is healthy, unoccupied, and, well, looks exactly like Markeep wearing a Markeep Morris jersey. And here's a picture. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is amazing. I, they I, don't appreciate it, obviously. It's definitely not true, but what if, it, what if it is? Yeah, what if it is? Then uh, that is a genius. And I wish the Pistons were in the opposite situation. <laughs> I'd be all for it. Same here. Oh, John Wall. John Wall. Fastest player to the basket in the NBA that I have seen. He's like a dagger cutting through that. It's weird. He's really fast. Well, um, yeah, so later on we're going to talk about some more conspiracy theories, but we still yeah, got I wish, I wish still the got a while to go until the next segment. Yeah, I wish the lottery already happened. That would be exciting to talk about. Yeah, well, we fortunately we do our podcast on Monday. <laughs> like all the big news happens 20 minutes after we finish. <laughs> at least at least we can talk about it next week. Yeah. So we yeah, got that. everything from the draft next week. Um, okay, well... So I guess we can talk a little bit about early fantasy football. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, Let's I, do it. I, I, I'm, I'm ready for this. Okay, so um, did you, did you, you, uh, you, you play fantasy football? I didn't last year. I took a year off after winning the league. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who, who, who's like the first overall pick this okay, year. Okay, so last year it was kind of an anomaly year, and the first three players in most leagues were probably wide. all wide receivers, yeah. which has never happened since I've been playing. But because of the year before, um, the, all the top running backs, most of them got like hurt or something, so everyone was afraid, and the receivers stayed consistent. So it was always Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. Hmm. But their running backs are looking like they're going to emerge on top again. And so the top three picks, I'll tell you I'll tell you the three running backs that are going to go. Can, oh, can you guess the top three running backs? Uh, Let's have Brian try to guess the top six players. Oh, jeez. Three are running backs, three are wide receivers. Okay. Uh, Elliot? Yep. Um, <laughs> He's not number one, but... David Johnson? Yep. Uh... Are there any rook? There's no rookies, I'm assuming. No, no, no. Okay. They they didn't even have a draft this year. There's no rookies in the whole league. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. One more running back. Come on, it's I the easiest one. Really? It's the one that's definitely gone. It's the, the oldest of them. Well, actually, I think they're all like the same age, but he's been in the league the longest. I think he went to a school you root for. Is it Michigan State? Oh, is it, uh, what's his name? Jeremy Langford. Yeah. No, I'm just um, kidding. Uh, God, Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. Bell? Yeah, yeah. Bell? Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I, I was thinking about all the East Coast teams, because, like, who cares about the West Coast right now? Yeah, and then, then as I already mentioned, the three receivers. Yeah. So the top, I think, 
I don't know. It's those three are flips, flip flop, flip flops. Flip flops. Sorry, I got my tongue back <laughs> there. My tongue was slurming. Um, um, but uh, I think the most popular. Well, I think the most popular one to pick first is Le'Veon Bell. Um, but I don't know. That's not what I agree with. I would I don't actually. Know. Yeah, I, I like the guy, but he's got to show up for those drug tests. Yeah, I have him ranked fourth for my personal rankings in my head. I don't have it written down anywhere. Number one, got to go with Ezekiel Elliott. He's got the best O-line is what they tell me. Yeah, and he's just a baller. <laughs> um, then David Where's Johnson. those crop tops? Yeah, and he's got Dak, young quarterback with promise. Then David Johnson's got Carson Palmer. and Old ass Carson Palmer and Mitchell and Dylan down there. Yeah, an old quarterback with <laughs> menopause or something. <laughs> Jesus. The number three, I think you probably got to put Antonio Brown there. Because, uh, hey, Le'Veon Bell's a little risky. He's on a franchise tag. <clears throat> so the team, if something, if like, say he gets an injury, they're not going to be as prone to rush him back because they don't want to pay him. Fire up, Chips. Then, but he still, he's probably, he still will be good. He still will be good. Then you got to go Odell. And then Julio. Julio. And then I have to remain silent because I don't want to say the rest of my picks for my own league because I picked 10 this year. Oh, shit. And I can't really talk about it because there's a guy I really want. Are any quarterbacks going in the first round? No, that's those days are long gone. <sighs> We've all grown since then. I don't know. Man. The earliest quarterback will probably go in the third round and it'll probably be like Aaron Rodgers or maybe Tom Brady. Matt Stafford. I know Copenin in our yeah, league guys. has got our first pick. I really hope he takes Adrian Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Charles. <laughs> yeah. But well, where is he at? Denver? Yeah. He's going to compete for the starting job. I think he'd be a better pick than Jamal Charles. Um, assuming Ingram stays in New Orleans. But there's been talks of it. Wait, who? Are you talking about AP? What are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to say Jamal Charles would be a better pick than Adrian Peterson. Yes. Is that what I oh, said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Like, he'll compete with, uh, what's his name, CJ Yeah, CJ Anderson kind of sucks. And there's also... Yeah. But there's also Devontae Booker there. Oh, yeah. But, um... That guy. Yeah, there's been rumors <laughs> of Ingram being traded to Philly. Because Philly doesn't really have a running back. And for some reason, the Saints don't like Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's been pretty solid. Yeah, he, he hasn't been to... Who, they, who's their running back in Adrian Philly? Adrian Peterson? No, in, in, in Philly. Oh, um, God, what's his name? I don't know. They have a bunch of, like, little Smallwood, I think. That guy name. who's not LaShawn McCoy? Yeah, he's up in Buffalo. He's going to be a top 10 pick this year, probably. Bills Mafia. Yeah, well, whatever, Bills. I don't care. You're never <laughs> going to be good. It's so true. You couldn't even win a Super Bowl after four tries in a row. That's weird. Old Rex Ryan, no longer there. Yeah, no. And uh, do you hear? Oh, that we don't know if we ever talked about this, but uh, see, so you know how rookies they they have you have the fifth year option on them now, like you can sign a fifth year option. You, so you every time you sign a rookie, you sign for four years. Then like, up until like, the beginning of their final season on their contract, you can uh, sign or approve the fifth year option. Or not approve it, and so like you either have the final year to play out, or you get another extra year. Yeah, isn't that uh what we did with Ebron? Yeah, we just signed for the fifth yeah. year option. The Bills, um, did not. 
sign Sammy Watkins to the Ooh, fifth year option. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's interesting because he's he was drafted I think fourth overall. Yeah. And uh, he just has had health problems, but I'm sure he is happy about that. Yeah. He will, I guarantee you he will not stay a Buffalo Bill. Fuck no matter no. how good he. I mean, I guess they could franchise tag him. They uh, well receivers have been franchise tags, so they could franchise tag him, but. It'd be stupid for them too, because why wouldn't if they wanted to do that? Why wouldn't they have just um, signed the fifth year option? I don't know. It was re- I think a really dumb decision by the Bills because he's super talented. He just yeah, I remember a couple times I played fantasy football with I think I think it was Dave. This happened too, like two years in a row. He drafted Sammy Watkins, and you know kept getting hurt. Yeah, and he would like not play him because he was like one game he would you know do nothing. He'd bench him. Next game, he fucking went off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that guy. Well, yeah, so, I don't know. I think poor decision by the Bills. Yeah. Ooh, question about football. You know that uh, Brandon Cooks is on the Patriots now, right? Is he? Yeah, they... they, uh, Gonna get him a ring. (laughs) The Patriots traded a first-round pick for him. Wow. So they trade like basically a second round pick. It's a thirty second pick in the draft. Yeah, true. But um, yeah. So they traded for him. I'm wondering, is he going to be maybe the future and not set in right away, or is he going to be straight up Randy Moss? because <laughs> he's got he's pretty all right Antonio Brown type skills. Yeah. Damn! Imagine leaving Drew Brees just to go play. For Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Brandon Cooks has accomplished that much, much other than being yeah, super quick and stuff. Yeah, he'll be, I mean, he'll probably do pretty well, I'm sure. I know, the Patriot receivers, they're all very inconsistent. I mean, yeah. they haven't had a consistent one since Randy Moss. Yeah, and there's Gronk, too. Gronk. The, the tr- national treasure, Jules Edelman. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I, oh, oh, speaking of Julie Edelman, uh, you know who Matt Harvey is? Uh, the Mets pitcher? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that he went on, like, some kind of a bender? Yeah, he was, like, not showing up to practice or something. Yeah, and it was because he was dating the same person that's now dating, or that, it was Julian Edelman's ex-girlfriend or something, and then, like, photos showed up of them together again, and then he got, like, really depressed and started going out and drinking and partying and was too hungover to go to work. And by work, we mean play baseball. That's awesome. <laughs> Let me see. Who is what, what they're dating? So, so it was like Matt Harvey got broken up with, and then he sees this picture of his, his ex-girl with Jules Edelman. Yeah. Who is it? Adriana Lima. Never heard of her. Maybe I think that might be her. I don't know. Unless that was just something else. It's Ed probably Harvey ex-girlfriend. This is a live... Okay, the same thing. <laughs> Adriana Lima. Huh. Never Wait. heard of her. Wait, hold on. Julie Edelman dating Matt Harvey's girl. What a lad. He looks so New York. It's weird. Ooh, it, it was Adriana Lima, who is, I'm not sure. I'm looking her up on the Twitter. Um, but, 
apparently she sent a subtle message to Harvey on Instagram, which is this. It's a picture of these words. He who works with his hands is a laborer. He who works with his hands and his head is a craftsman. He who works with his hands and his head and his heart is an artist. I don't... What, what the fuck does that mean? I was at a message to Harvey. Yeah, she's a model. <clears throat> you know, why, is, why would she date Julian Edelman? I don't really like that guy. Dude, he, he's the man. <laughs> it's probably just because he knows Tom Brady and Giselle. Look at that. He's a gorgeous fella. <laughs> he's okay. <laughs> no, he's not that. He's not. He's not even that okay. I Dude. don't think so. Dude, he's got a flat face. Look at the beard. Get get that beard picture. Maybe that's why. Just Look at that beard. He just he just grow a nice beard, but it's if that's all you're offering beard. other than being a Super Bowl champion, then what a beard. No, well, I guess that looks like a nice <laughs> <ripped> body. <laughs> and now for a new segment we call, Are Those Washboard Abs? <laughs> Does Julian Edelman have washboard abs? All right, we got to compare them to Matt Harvey's. I feel like he's the beer gut okay, type of guy. Let's see if we can kind of side-by-side -side going here. Matt Harvey abs. <laughs> let's, let's see him. Uh oh. Oh, jeez. Uh oh, these might be better. Oh, look at that. Jesus <laughs> Christ, what's going on in why this? Is he, why is this picture here? <laughs> We're looking at a picture of Matt Harvey wearing nothing except for a red baseball glove covering his a uh, penis. Huh. Not as good as, but if this is him. That's crazy. <laughs> this is so weird. Is that him? He doesn't look like the type of guy in the face. Well, he goes out to and be drinking that benders. He shouldn't have these kind of abs. No. I should have these abs if that's the case. Well, it was one time. Oh, and man. another thing, I guess he's, I do he's a pitcher, too. Like, what pitchers are in that great a shape? <laughs> yeah, well, Matt Harvey, I think... I think he beats Julian Allman. <laughs> well, we're going to start on a March Madness bracket. <laughs> Yeah, of people we don't really care about, but who's who's a who's a better looking fella? So what, what's that girl's name? Uh, Adriana Lima. You made a bad choice, Adriana. Lima. <laughs> hey, hey, girl. You broke up with somebody who clearly just wants to party and be fun to date <laughs> stupid, less attractive Julian Edelman, <laughs> just because he's friends with. Giselle Bunchen or whatever you however you pronounce that. It's just session. Giselle. Just Giselle, whatever. Damn. Tell us how you really feel. Alright, <laughs> I don't know. I used to love the Patriots, now I don't like the Patriots at all. Oh man. Man, this game is close. You could say that again. Well anything else you want to talk about with sports, Brian? We are running out of time for this segment. <laughs> um I don't know. I felt like I had something there, but I already mentioned Premier League. Any uh, cycling news? Um, <laughs> no. You see that guy who ran the fastest unofficial marathon, though? I did not. That was kind of crazy. But that's okay, because we're out of time. We'll see you guys in a second. <laughs> Beer number two. Power.
stabbed me. All right, on to Boom. the second beer of the night. The second slurm by Shorts Brewing Company. Slurm. They're not paying us anything, but we're going to advertise them like they are. Um, slurm. <laughs> Get it if you want to say weird words like skirm or blurm or bleed it be. But anyway. If you want to slurm your words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> slurm. What's the alcohol in this? Oh, um, I don't know. Is there a label on it? Uh, I feel like it, is that a, like, illegal to not have the alcohol content on there? Uh, nothing's illegal anymore, Brian. Don't that's, you know who our president is? That's true. I'm gonna, I'm looking it up on the beer app. <coughs> Ooh, I don't know about that. Well, while Brian's <laughs> looking that up, I'll let you know about, um, the topic for this political section. We're gonna go over in depth what's been going on with a certain aspect of our government. If you haven't heard, which you probably have. Because every day is a fucking chaotic day. 6.5. 6.5? But, uh, so... <laughs> FBI Director James Comey has been fired. Happened right after we finished the last split six. Yeah. So we, unfortunately, we're a little late to talk about it. But we decided, we found um, a timeline by NPR. Uh... That's going to go through everything, so we're just going to spend this entire half hour talking about this. Yes. Um, before we start, Brian, um, <laughs> anything you want to add or anything? Uh, sure no, I, I, I saw this, like, compilation of all the times Trump, like, was all for this guy. Yeah. And he was like, I, I love what James Comey's doing. He's a great guy. He's doing everything. Like, and then he just can't. I don't know. It was... I mean, we'll talk I didn't see about it. it. <laughs> it literally sounds like what you would exactly do if you were an idiot trying to hide from Russia. Yeah, and I haven't really read much into it either, so. All right, well, let's, here's the let's, timeline. Let's dive in. Okay. According to NPR, all this is from uh, the NPR article, The James Comey Saga, in timeline form. So, October 1st, 2015. This takes us back, like. How long is that ago? Almost two years ago. Almost two years ago, a year and a half ago. Comey tells reporters that FBI investigators (coughs) looking into possible compromise of information on Clinton's private email server would be fiercely independent because they don't give a rip about politics. And that last part is in quotations. So is this. Part of doing our work well is to make sure we don't talk about it. He said, approximately a year after, a year and twenty-seven days before talking about the FBI's work in a pretty pretty public way. That's fucking weird. So it sounds. I mean, Comey was not liked uh, by the Democrats or yeah, like anybody supporting Hillary Clinton. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah, that's. I think that's why that thing that I saw like Trump was loving him for. Right. So. Okay. <coughs> Next, July 2nd, 2016, almost a full year after the previous one. Trump tweets that it is impossible for the FBI not to recommend criminal charges against Hillary Clinton, setting up an obvious conflict for when Comey goes public with an investigation announcement just a few days later. This theme continues throughout July as the Republican National Convention is peppered with locker-up chants. Brian, you do a good impression. Would you le- read this uh, Trump tweet? <coughs> uh, it is impossible for the FBI to not recommend criminal charges <laughs> against crooked Hillary Clinton. I added the crooked. <laughs> what she did was wrong. 
what Bill did was stupid. Okay, lock him up. <laughs> talking about that tweet, what does Bill have to do with anything right there? Uh, is he just like bringing up the whole? Th- uh, what's her name? Oh, Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, <laughs> he's oh, probably but this, bringing that. But this is in July. It's before yeah. his stupid, his like rape tapes came out. It's de- he's definitely like either talking about he's stupid for marrying her or he's stupid for getting a blowjob in the Oval Office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I don't know that. What what did Bill do? <laughs> uh, Bill was horny. Trump is obviously horny. But Trump is also I, I was like... Just, I was just trying to have a good time in there, is all. <laughs> I was just fooling around. What can I say? H-Dog loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. July 5th, 2016. Couple Comey announces that the FBI is recommending the Justice Department not bring charges against Hillary Clinton for her handling of classified data. Still, Comey says Clinton and her staff were extremely careless in using a private email server, and adds that he thinks it's possible classified information on the server could have been hacked by a hostile actor. The appearance at the FBI headquarters in Washington gives him ammunition to the Trump campaign. I'm sorry. A hostile actor? Is that like an actor from the movie Hostel? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I saw that I saw that movie. That was like one of the it was rated R, it was too young when I saw it, I saw it in theaters. Yeah, isn't Kane in it? The wrestler. I I don't really no. remember much about Fuck, it. Who's in that? But the story is that me, uh, my friend Kruk, my friend Christina, my friend Nicole went, but Kruk's mom had to take us. <laughs> so she took us, but she sat like a few rows behind the us. The real MVP. And like the movie starts with like, like a like it's just a bunch of sex, and then turns into cutting up people apart. Oh and, Jesus and Christ! The whole time watching, like I'm not looking forward to driving home with Brooke's <laughs> mom after this. Yeah, you definitely don't want an actor <laughs> from that movie getting this shit. Well, or sorry, off track a little bit. Let me let me <laughs> let me say this last sentence back. The appearance, uh, the appearance. At the FBI headquarters in Washington, gives ammunition to the Trump campaign and sets Comey up to serve as Trump's latest political foil. So, what does that mean? Um, Basically, what is what uh, Comey is saying is that they can't prove that Clinton did anything illegal, but she did careless stuff. Um... Like, she could have been attacked, and you can't prove that she wasn't hacked or whatnot, but there's no evidence to show that there has been, that she was hacked. Okay, so, let's move on, I guess. Yeah. August 22nd, 2016. Trump makes news at a rally in Akron, Ohio, for saying a special prosecutor is needed for the Justice Department to investigate Hillary Clinton's crimes. The Justice Department is required to appoint an independent special prosecutor because it has proven itself to be a really, sadly, a political arm of the White House, Trump says. Hmm. Ken Gormley, president of Duquesne University and author of two books on special prosecutors, spoke to the NPR Carrie Johnson at the time. If you look at the chronologically, if you look at the chronology, Pretty much, the political party that does not control the White House tends to want to tends to want special prosecutors and independent counsel laws. He said, 
as soon as the party is in the White House, they don't want it anymore. Hmm. The message would become relevant again as Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and the rest of the Democrats begin calling for a special prosecutor to invest, investigate Russia's meddling in the U.S. election. So, basically, <coughs> sounds like whoever's in charge doesn't want it. Whoever's not in charge wants it. You know, like kind of like exactly what's happening now with not even just the... Uh, Russia's meddling in the U.S. election, but Russia's influence on Trump. Oh, okay. <laughs> October 28th. I gotta drink some Slurm, Brian. You wanna read this 2016. one? 2016. In a letter to the leaders of Congressional Oversight Committees, Comey notifies Congress that the FBI is reopening the investigation into the handling of classified information in connection with the Democratic presidential candidate, Hilldog. Hilldog Clinton, baby. <laughs> uh, the FBI learned of the existence of the emails that... Wait, what, what is the date after this? After they said they're not going to um, go after her? This alright, so this I think they're talking about like right before this is because this is probably like Yeah, this is before the election kinda. Yeah, yeah. But like earlier, I think it was like July or something, they said they're not gonna even it's all it's all okay, right? Right, but then remember right before the election? Okay. Maybe it'd be fun if we read these quotes in a weird voice. (laughs) The FBI. So what should we make Comey sound like? Uh, I don't know why I gave him an English accent. There. All right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna just make it a weirder English accent that you were saying. The FBI <laughs> has learned of the existence of emails that appear to be pertinent to the investigation. Comey wrote, "I am writing to inform you that the investigative team briefed me on this yesterday, and I agreed that the FBI should take an appropriate <laughs> investigative steps designed to allow investigators to review these emails to determine whether they contain classified information, as well as access to their importance." To our investigation. You sound like a southern JFK. <laughs> That's like my only accent that I know how to do. That's awesome. <laughs> Republicans quickly jumped on the opportunity to bash Clinton. At a rally in New sure. Hampshire, Trump said, Hillary Clinton's corruption is on a scale we have never seen before. And the Republican <laughs> National Committee added the FBI's decision to reopen the investigation ahead of the election shows how serious this discovery must be. <laughs> Every time we do a stupid voice is when it's in quotation. <laughs> uh, no information was revealed about the content of the newly uncovered emails. But by the end of the day, sources had confirmed to NPR the emails were found through an unrelated criminal investigation of Anthony Weiner. Weiner! Isn't Anthony Weiner the, like, the weird guy? Yeah, he was sexting girls. Yeah. <laughs> Showing Guys. pictures of his Weiner. Old, old creepy men. Learn how to do Snapchat. And you'll know if, if they screenshot some, something and then then you can prepare. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Okay, we got Hallow- Halloween coming up here. All right, so this is on Halloween Eve 2016 and Halloween. The FBI obtains the search warrant necessary to examine the newly found emails. At this point... There is still no confirmation on whether or not the emails contained any new information or even whether they were sent or received by Clinton. Hmm. So, um, this is what really fucked Clinton, is uh, right before the election, the new emails, like Comey, Comey said, 
that there was new emails out and and they didn't really did, know that they were even new emails out. right they just I mean I, I think later in this article Clinton Hillary ad, uh, addresses it but anyways during this time, the Assistant Attorney General wrote a letter to Democratic Senators assuring them that the Justice Department was dedicating our necessary resources <laughs> to go through the emails as quickly as possible. <laughs> These stories illustrated the vague daily news dribble spurred by Comey's announcement that helped get the words Clinton and email back into headlines just a week before voters went to polls. See? Yeah. Fucked her. Factor. Factor just like Bill probably doesn't. <laughs> Jesus. Nice. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> He's got other hoes. Um, yeah. November 6, 2016. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about me. I got other women in my life. <laughs> Shoot. Um, I hope Hillary has other men. <laughs> November 6, 2016. Comey announces that the new trove of emails doesn't change the FBI's recommendation that the Justice Department not charge Hillary Clinton for her handling of classified information. So they, they still don't want to charge him. Alright. Since my letter, the FBI investigative team has been working around the clock to process and review large volumes of emails from a device obtained in connection with an unrelated criminal investigation. <laughs> Comey wrote in a sick... <laughs> Comey wrote to 16 chairmen and raking members of irrelevant House and Senate committees, based on our reveal, we have not changed our conclusions that we expressed in the July with respect to Secretary Clinton. <laughs> Sources told NPR that almost every email the FBI reviewed in the new batch was a duplicate of an email the Bureau has already seen. Trump uses the news to call FBI and Comey by extension, rigged. <laughs> right now, Clintons. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> right. This is a Bing. live play. <laughs> Bing. Rigged <laughs> system. All right, all right. She's so being started over. Protected by a rigged system. Trump told the crowd in Michigan, "You can't review sixty-five thousand six hundred thousand emails in eight days you you just can't do it folks hillary clinton sorry i messed this one up hillary clinton's guilty that's what he's saying hey that, that was my best try <laughs> we we decided on the spot to do this so uh, no one blames you donald trump defeats hillary clinton november 8th 2016 the day of days the presidential election also known as probably d-day two or something <laughs> With an electoral college victory of 306 to 232, oh, sorry, that's not an actual sentence, that was to continue on, but Clinton wins the popular vote by almost 3 million votes, but that means nothing. It means a lot, actually. Donald Trump is the largest popular vote, this is not in the article, but Donald Trump is the largest popular vote losing candidate in history, I believe. Yep. So everyone referred to him as minority... Our uh, popular vote losing minority president Donald Trump whenever you talk about him to somebody who supports him. True. Donald Trump will become the next president of the United States. Oh, oh God. <laughs>
Neither Clinton nor Trump mentions Comey or the October 28th letter in their election night speeches. Yep. <coughs> but if roles were reversed and Trump had lost because of a letter, you know that that was what would be talked about. Of course. January 22nd. Two days after Donald Trump becomes President Trump, Comey and the presidents meet in a reception law enforcement and security officials in the White House Blue Room. Trump calls Comey over and they hug. Bromance. He's become more famous than me. Trump said with a chuckle, according <laughs> to Reuters. March 8th, at the cyber conference in Boston, Comey reiterates that he intends to serve the entirety of his 10-year terms. You're stuck with me <laughs> for about six and one half years, he says. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird to say. Yeah, about six and a half years, I feel like I have. <laughs> the comments come after Comey had been pressing the Justice Department for days to issue a public denial of Trump's accusations of wiretapping against President Obama. NPR's Kerry Johnson reported that the time Comey has demonstrated a nearly unique ability to draw critics from both ends of the political spectrum. I don't know, that was whatever, whoever that was. May 2nd. <coughs> for the first time publicly, Hillary Clinton says that if it weren't for Comey's October 28th letter, she would be president. Probably true. Yeah. Probably true. Can you do a Hillary Clinton impression? Oh, God. No, I doubt it. I mean... All right, I will try. Not, yeah, I'd have to le listen to her audio again. You know. I I'm gonna mess this up, but yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna attempt. It wasn't a perfect campaign. <laughs> There's no such thing. But I was on the way to winning until a few things happened. <laughs> Clinton tells CNN correspondent Chris Dane. It's actually not Manipole terrible. At a woman's leadership luncheon. If the election was on October 27th, I'd be your president, Clinton added. Trump fired back later that night, tweeting. Uh, where's that? Oh, FBI Director Comey was the best thing that ever happened to Hillary Clinton in that he gave me or he gave her a free pass for many bad deeds. Okay, no, I don't think so, Trump. <laughs> I think you're thinking the best thing that happened to, to, to you. you. Um, yeah. And I think he gave you a pass for incredibly horrible deeds. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not, like, saying... He wasn't talking about himself in that. Like, usually he always talks about... That, uh, yeah. He just has to... He's, he's like the type of guy who would be like, Thanks, FBI Director Comey, for releasing that letter. <laughs> I mean, awesome. he just he just can't be painted in a bad light. He does not accept that. It's true. It's true. All right, continuing on, we're getting closer to now. May third, the FBI director testifies before the Senate Judiciary Committee and tells Congress that it makes him mildly nauseous <laughs> to think that his late October decision could have swung the election. Still, he defends himself. Oh God. Lordy, <laughs> has this been painful, he told committee members. I've gotten all kinds of rocks thrown at me, and this has been really hard. But I 
think I've done the right thing at each turn. Dude, he's definitely a southern... I'm really glad that in that quote, Lordy yeah, was there. That, was that. that justified the entire <laughs> accent. Lordy. And the entire, dis- the entire uh, direction I chose to go with this accent has been justified. Yeah. <laughs> Comey, May 9th. This is what Comey sounds like, actually. This is, yeah, we actually have him here Comey, tonight. I'm right here! Block him, block him, whatever. May 9th. Trump suddenly fires Comey <laughs> on Tuesday afternoon. What the fuck? No statement. That Tuesday was the day after we uh, recorded Split Six, so sorry we didn't talk about it, but it happened a day later. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, that was like, I was like really confused on that day, but moving on. May 11th. Trump contradicts his White House staff as well as the vice president over the reasoning. At first, staffers said Trump acted on a set assessment of deputy... Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, but in an interview with NBC News, Trump says he was going to fire Comey regardless of Rosenstein's advice. It was set up a while ago, and frankly, I could have waited. But what difference does it make? Trump told Lester Holt on May 11th. It's worth noting that just before the firing, the FBI sent a letter to Senator Chuck Grassley correcting aspects of Comey's May 3rd testimony. The letter came after ProPublica first reported inaccuracies in Comey's statements to Congress hmm. from ProPublica's Peter Elkind. In the letter. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not sure if I should read this in a Comey voice or not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I gotta read this in a different voice. Uh, you gotta read it in like a super secret voice. Super secret? Yeah. In the letter. In the letter. FBI acknowledged that only a small number of more than 49,000 potentially relevant <laughs> emails were found on Wiener's laptop and been forwarded from Clinton Deputy Huma Abedin to Wiener, her husband. That sounds secretive or more like like a like a Harry Potter character. Yeah, it was definitely like a maybe like, a Death Eater. Yeah. <laughs> and that leads us to the end of the thread. Um, yeah. Great so thread. great thread. Uh, hopefully, you guys understood what the fuck we were saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were saying it was all kind of fucked up. So basically, uh, Trump. The, the overriding story is that Trump fired Comey in the midst, the midst of um, him being investigated. Well, even though he did write a letter saying that Comey assured him at three different assured assured Trump at three different times that he was not under investigation, which Comey denies. And why would Comey assure him at three different times? Are you like, sure? Stop are asking you, me or something. Are you sure you're not investigating me? Lordy, son, I told y'all once, I told y'all twice. <laughs> I told you, Trump. Well, All right, I'm just making sure because you're fired. 
And he just he just told like this Russian ambassador classified information that people are like, yo, what the fuck? Like you, people in his office are like, yeah, that's a pretty big deal. But uh, the president, is, I guess, allowed to do that. Oh god. <laughs> like John McCain's like, yeah, he's he's the president, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what what the deal is with it's fucked up with Trump. Why people aren't like attacking him more? Sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to see what's going on here. That ain't right. Um, but um. Yeah, so Trump fires the guy that's investigating him for crimes that he potentially could have committed uh, by being involved with Russia during the election process, even maybe now. And, I mean, if you don't understand how terrifying that is about Russia, then you need to listen to one of our older podcasts or listen to any podcast or read a, read a fucking Google article about <laughs> <Russia>. <laughs> But yeah, so this is super serious, and if the Republicans aren't going to impeach him, then we have to flip the Senate in 2018, and we will impeach him ourselves, because you have so many grounds to. He just lies constantly, because he wants to have the biggest dick in the room at all times. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's... It's fucked up. (laughs) I mean, even looking past all of his uh, misogynistic views, his, um, you know, wanting to fuck his daughter, um, marrying a prostitute and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Melania, I'm sure you're great, but there's no way you're with him, not because of his money. That technically makes you a prostitute. (laughs) She needed herself a sugar daddy. Do us a favor. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I don't know. I shouldn't yeah. say that. <laughs> just use your imagination. I don't know, maybe... Yeah, just... God. Oh, my God. Every week, this Lordy. is the most terrible, terrible category. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess we should probably end this uh, here. Um, so, let us know... Tweet us at Split Six Podcast. Email us at Split Six Podcast. I just figure it out which one of them is the six, which one of them is the number six. Yeah. Or the comment on the SoundCloud. You can do that too. Comment on the SoundCloud if by the time you listen to this, we're on iTunes. Rate us five stars and review us with a very positive review. I will delete it if it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we have a Facebook. Uh, follow us on Facebook. I think you can search for us for Split Six Podcast or Split Six Media. Hell yeah. Like us and follow us. Uh, it sounds like it's the end of the podcast, but it's not. Because we have one more category to talk about. It's going to be the best ones. So yes. Hope you're excited for... Well, I guess this, to tie into our overall theme of the night, is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That Trump is hiding stuff about Russia and is <laughs> trying, like... An idiot. We got a little conspiracy theory in all in all three topics tonight. Yeah, well the next one is mainly conspiracy theory, so we'll be back in just one second, guys. Fear number three entertainment. Hey, we're back again! Woo-hoo! With the third beer in our 
uh, split six podcast. Slurmed our way all the way up to number three. Yeah, we're slurming all day, slurming all night. <laughs> well, I guess just the last uh, hour, but... <laughs> so, for we got a fun topic tonight, guys, for entertainment. What we will end on, we are going to talk about celebrity conspiracy theories for... I saw a tweet this morning. It was this a crazy thread that I'm sure if you're active Twitter users... About Ever Levine being dead. Yeah, we will get to that one. Yeah, it's but quite, quite mad. I found this uh this article online by let's see who's it by? It's by Pop Crush. <laughs> Certainly reliable. <laughs> and this was posted January thirteenth, my birthday, twenty seventeen. Yep, posted on Brian's birthday this year. Thirteen weird celebrity conspiracy theories. Here we go. All right, so let's dive right into it, I guess, after I take a sip of this delicious <laughs> slurm by Schwartz Brewing. Mmm. Oh, yes. I feel like this guy in the photo. They should just put all this, like, shit on the back of the bottle, because you know how the, the, the label doesn't wrap around all the way. It's like, it's so good right when it hits your lips. We need Set to, on split six pockets. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get um, a brewing company, like a small brewing company, to... Um, Brought a split six beer. We we definitely should get one. That'd be really hey, cool. Someone, Mike Carl's, someone he knows knows says we should do a live podcast at their brewery. That would be pretty fucking cool too. Yeah. Once they make the split six beer, <laughs> oh, we're yeah. there. Whoever you are. Anyways, <laughs> today is about getting distracted. Um. Okay. So, not sure how I feel about this first one, but. Taylor Swift is a satanic cult leader. I'll say no, but I feel like I know where they're trying to go with that one. I have no idea, but this is what it says. Like, like, like she's so popular and people will do anything for her because they just love her so much. Right, but what did she do that's satanic? Yeah, that's, well, I that's guess, the thing I, I guess besides get. be a good person and whatnot, because Satanism is not as bad as you think, I've looked into it. No, but it's like a... Alright, so this is what it says. Taylor Swift is one of the most famous pop stars in the world. Apparently, she may also be one of the most infamous cult leaders. (laughs) Unfortunately for the singer-songwriter, she bears an incredibly striking resemblance to Zena Levy. Levy. We were were going to look at that. We will see. Uh... Hold on. There's, you know... Oh, oh that, she does kind of look like her, but I don't get the... Oh, she's a Satanist. That's why it's important. Yes, Zina LaVey is a Satanist, apparently. Um, Zina LaVey... I, they it's don't in the, it's in the It's in the eyes. It's in, in the, the eyes, but that's about it. In the mouth. The mouth. Look, the cheek, the jawline is just not the same. There's just more defined. Swifties is more shifty, you know what I mean? <laughs> So, says the daughter of Anton LaVey, who founded the Church of Satan in 1966. Okay, uh, okay, so Taylor is supposed to be a Satanist daughter. According to some, Swift is the Illuminati clone of LaVey, who, interestingly, interestingly enough, left her father's church in 1990, one year after the musician was born. But if you think the rumors bother Swift, don't. After all, she did write, shake it off. That's a dumb line. God damn it. You should so be ashamed even, of yourself. Even, like, even, even if, uh, 
Even if all that were true, it literally says that the girl left the church. So what, they just made another one of her to stay in the church, but also be the biggest pot star in the world? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they, they, the picture for this article is probably one of the only pictures of Taylor Swift wearing black lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to rate that conspiracy theory as terrible. I give it a zero, and it is not I give no. it a I give it a point six six six. There's, <laughs> there's a zero to point six. Z- so we'll zero take, point six six. <laughs> so we'll take we'll take the uh, medium between both of us, and we'll say it has a point three ch- percent chance of being real. Yeah. Next conspiracy theory. This one I've heard a few people talk I, about. I, have, I think I have heard this one. Katy Perry is secretly Joan... John Benet Ramsey. Joan Benet Ramsey. Yes, I've heard this too. Um, it seems to get a lot of uh, cred out there it's on a, the streets. It's a YouTube video by conspiracy theorist Dave Johnson that has nearly 3 million views. Some people believe that... Jean Bonnet Ramsey's death was a hoax, and that Katy Perry, who admitted bears resemblance to the late child beauty pageant queen, is Ramsey in disguise. So I guess this beauty pageant. I don't really know the girl's story. You know story. the story of Jean Bonnet Ramsey? I just heard that like Katy Perry is supposed to be somebody that is dead. Well, um, Jean Bonnet Ramsey, I think she was a. Um, she was she was a, a little girl that was murdered. Found her body. Oh, hey. Um, I forget why she was famous. She was a beauty pageant queen. On like Christmas at six. <gasps> she died old. in Boulder, Colorado. That's where my uncle lives. I hear that's a good. She died. Thing. She's six years old. Damn. Um. Is there any Katy Perry thing on the on there? Let's see. We're looking. Yeah, on her cards. own Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be on her Wikipedia. (laughs) 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 Sorry, JonBenet. Let's see if she looks like... Alright, so that's that's young JonBenet. Does she look like Katy Perry, you think? Uh, Eh. Like, that's a grown-ass Katy Perry compared to a child. (laughs) Yeah, I would also write this, this one as a very low chance of being real. Um... So what, is it like another girl died and... No, so they're saying that she did, John Bonet didn't really... I think what I heard was that John Bonet didn't actually die and then her parents changed their... Katy Perry's parents also changed their identities. They like lost weight and cut their hair. And So is Katy what, Perry... The thing like, is, is Katy Perry even real? Or is she actually like... Is the theory that she's John Bonet Ramsey? She's John Bonet. Okay. Why? <laughs> I think a lot of people think that um, the parents killed her. Oh, shit. So it says right here, the police suspected that JonBenet's death was caused by either Patsy or JonBenet's nine-year-old brother, Burke, and they believe that the ransom note and appearance of the body were staged by the parents in order to cover up the crime. Oh, shit. So it's like JonBenet's parents had to change their name to the Perrys. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. Well, that, I mean, that just makes sense because it kind of sounds like, but it's parents and Perry. <laughs> John, <laughs> John Bonet's parents changed it to Perry. Holy shit, does that always rhyme? <laughs> Why did that give me chills? That shouldn't have. 
<laughs> um, the dude's name is John Ramsey. That's that's a cool name. Hey, anything else where Ramsey Bolden comes from? Bro. Because they're supposed now. to have killed the kid. Ramsey Bolden. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. oh here's the ransom note. That's a long ass note. They want $118,000. Oh, dude, I thought that was another comma. I was like, holy shit, they want a lot of money. <laughs> Why one hundred eighteen thousand? Why not like one hundred twenty or? One hundred thousand will be in a hundred bills. The rest, the eighteen thousand, be in twenties. Make sure you get that shit right. Victory at the end. We of want ten dollars in ones. Oh. We want thirty pennies. <laughs> so uh, I guess if they're if they're trying to say like Katy Perry's family is actually. The Ramses and wait, yeah, no, this hold sounds on. Like, if, okay. like so, let's let's say the Ramses killed their daughter, and they changed their name to Perry. Where where do they get Katie Perry from? They just get a new daughter. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably just not real. Yeah, this this theory. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking too much into this. Like I'm I'm yeah, trying to give them. We should really just do a separate podcast story on. I'm giving this one... On the John Bonet case and not this one. Yeah, I'm giving this one a 1.2. I will second Brian and also give it exactly the same as him as a 1.2. Leaving you with the median score of 1.2% that <laughs> this is real. Moving on! I really hope Woody Harrelson's in this one. Oh, I think you, that's going to... We're going to save that for your own separate podcast with Drug. Yeah. All right. Elvis is still alive or was abducted by aliens. Is this the one where they talk about how he was in Home Alone? <laughs> I don't know how that would have anything to do with it. Dude, you didn't you didn't hear that one? No, like Elvis no. like plays the scene in Home Alone as a man like standing in the background with a beard. Really? That has like the same face and it's like Elvis never grew a beard, then they like show this photo of him in this western with a beard. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this says Elvis Presley passed away on August sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven. Yet many fans are steadfast in their belief that the king is still alive and kicking out there and simply faked his death in order to flee from the limelight. Others, however, think that the rock and roll icon was abducted by aliens. After all, in Men in Black, Agent K did say that Elvis wasn't dead. He just went home. So they just bring in a fucking Men in Black, Men in Black line to confirm this theory. I don't think they're taking it too seriously, are they? No, no, no. Let's see. Let's look. Elvis is still alive. He would be pretty old, eh? I'm sure these. I'm sure if you look up these on YouTube videos, you're gonna get a little bit convinced. Cause, why? Well, I mean, I was half convinced with Flat Earth for about three seconds. <laughs> a whole three seconds. There's, yeah, there's no way Elvis is alive. He was 42 when he died, and dude, they're saying that old guy's Elvis. Get the fuck out of here. looks more like George R.R. Yeah, um. He'd be 82. Yeah, no, this is silly. I'm giving this one like a. I don't even want to take any more time on this one. I'm giving this one like a. Zero point 
77, just because that's the year he died. I'm giving this one a hunk of hunk of burning shit. Not <laughs> Which brings you to <laughs> fuck all. Alright, so the one we know the most about, or the one that sparked this whole conversation. For, yeah, for this us. one's kind of crazy. Avril Lavigne died and was replaced by a lookalike. And she did actually have a lookalike. She did? Yeah. That's what I like was reading, that she had this actress... Because she I was like, that. you know, back in the day, she was super popular. Uh-huh. Queen of Punk Rock or whatever her title was. And uh, love that first album of hers, man. She was so good back then. Everybody had a crush on her. I did. I had a, I had her album. I listened. We, me and my brothers used to play hockey in our basement. Many and, sticks all day? No, no, no. Real hockey. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had goalie pads and everything. That's, that's <laughs> we ruined wild. our walls. That's wild. But uh, we didn't have a timer or anything, so for, for periods, we used... Uh, each period was a different Avril Lavigne song. <laughs> or, or Creed. Oh, God. That's <laughs> awful. Yeah. So, yeah, complicated. Yeah. Love that song. What's, what are the classic ones? Ah. Avril was great. Um, the main thing for this theory is... Um, the big point is that... So, she wrote those two albums. Um, yeah. And then she was like recording a yeah. third one, and from what I remember, no, no, she 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 has a third or, and I think a fourth. Yeah. But they're the, the the ones after the first two are much more pop and like yeah, just you yep. know very commercial music. But the first two are really punky. Yeah, I I heard that like she died. I thought it was like her third one was. Well, maybe... I can't remember which one it was, like, she killed herself in between. Was it, like, second and third, third and it fourth? Was, it was... She killed herself between the uh, the first and second. <laughs> You're talking like it actually happened. Um, All right, well, we should go into... We should go... Right, let me read this real quick. Let's get into... Before we start talking about what we think happened. Is the Avril Lavigne we know today really the same Avril Lavigne we first met back in 2002? The answer is... Perhaps. <laughs> Complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the investigation of, of a Brazilian fan site, some fans believe that shortly after the re- release of her debut album, Let Go, Avril died and was replaced by a look-alike, look-alike in, order to, in order for her label to capitalize on the artist's then-exploding popularity. The proof, they say, is not only does the pop rock star look slightly different, but her current sound is more poppy and upbeat. Long live punk rock and Avril Lavigne. So it's I have a I have a I have a like a long tweet thread that we yeah. Can so share. it was like she she killed herself after her debut album and they already had but a, she already had the next one yeah recorded. she had the second album pre recorded and then third and fourth well it's like you can easily demonk it by saying like if you're going by music just be like yeah the artist grew look at look at Taylor Swift she went from country to pop <laughs> like yeah that's true. I think I think the more likely case is she probably just sold out. Yeah. But um, this one was interesting because there are some lyrics like in her in her album that she supposedly killed herself before that are very depressing and sound like you're about to kill yourself. Yeah, because wasn't it was like her grandpa died and that was like her rock. Yeah, that was the reason. Yeah, yeah. that her grandfather died, which you know it seems like a. I mean, I don't know. They might, I'm, I might be being a little insensitive saying that that's not a great reason to kill yourself because grandparents are going to die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've had 
Both my grandparents' grandfathers died. I was not that close to them, though, so I shouldn't be saying this. Um, yeah. So, Avril Lavigne... And what was her lookalike's name? Like, Melissa or something? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking at the thread right now. Pull up that side-by-side pick. Gotta hire an intern to just do this for us. Okay, us. okay. <laughs> Here we go. I got you. I got I got the thread. Okay. So, Alright, so this is from uh, at Gavin Chias, which is Gavin C-H-Y-A-S-S. This is uh, her thread on Twitter. Follow her, I guess. Um, I'm sure she has a lot of follows now. (laughs) (laughs) So let me begin by telling you a little bit about Avril. She was born in Ontario, Canada in 1984, and her first album, Let Go, was released in 2002 when she was 18. Up until this point... Hold on a second. Young, jumped in the starlight... Okay. Probably couldn't handle it. Up until this point, she was used to being able to live a normal life, and now that she was famous, she couldn't handle the paparazzi. So she decided to hire a lookalike to walk around L.A. for her and pose for the paparazzi. Avril on the left, lookalike on the right. If you would like to look, Brian, here it is. Damn. They look the same. Look, uh, the nose is kind of different. They look the same. The lookalike, I don't know, the lookalike looks a, a, little, a little more... Like her, her face is skinnier a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. Like, everyone's got like different. a square jaw. Eyes are even different. Eyes are more oval and look like. True. Eyebrows are more squ- square. She's got a, a smaller mouth too. It looks like. like. Yeah. Her name is Melissa Vandella, and they quickly became best friends. Look up that name on your phone. How do you spell it? Melissa, like the way you spell Melissa, and Vandella, like. Band, E-L-L-A. Band, E-L-L-A. An unknown source says that Melissa and Avril were in the studio one day hanging out and they thought it would be funny to teach Melissa how to sing and sound like Avril. This wasn't proven, but it was tipped to an unknown source. So, moving on to 2003, Melissa was still working for Avril and Avril was about to start working on her next album. Tragically, Avril's grandfather passed away and it hurt her so much he was best friends with her and her biggest supporter. What do you think of that? See? You brought that up? Yeah. <laughs> Find anything on Melissa? I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. All right. She basically lost it. She was so distraught, crying on stage and in interviews, she would lock herself in her apartment and write for weeks. Write for weeks on end. <laughs> <laughs> Finally... She finished the songs for the next album. If you've heard them, for that album, you know what I mean when I say it's depressing. She recorded those songs, having to frequently take breaks in between sessions to cry and calm down. She was absolutely heartbroken. Dude, I, the only thing right now on Google that I can find on this girl is all these articles from like a day ago about this. Oh, really? Yeah. There's no Wikipedia page on her. There's no Twitter. They got to her. <laughs> she's Avril Lavigne now, man. Okay. There is well, no Melissa Vandella. There is eventually one thing on this thread that gets to me and makes me think that this potentially is true. Okay. Other sources even said she threatened to kill herself and tried to attempt several times because she felt she couldn't go on without him. 
You know what the most unrealistic thing about this? To, uh, this is also me sounding insensitive. But how can you just kill yourself because your grandfather died? Some people, some people just lose it, man. She was young back then, you know. Losing it, but if she did kill herself, I don't believe that it was just because of her grandfather dying. Unless he like was like. Maybe that just set her over the edge. Yeah, yeah. There's no less. Just. Um. So what's the keep going? Okay. And the next part of this theory is that she actually succeeded. It is said that Avril hung herself in the late 2003. So a year after her, yeah, pretty much a year after her debut album. Right. Let go. Now, if you were alive during this time, you know that Avril was everywhere. Everyone knew her name. She was the punk princess. It's true. It's true. She was at the peak of her career. So it is said that instead of letting the news of her dying go into the media, they used her lookalike. To live the rest of Avril Lavigne's life as her. They already had Avril's recordings of her second album, so they decided to release it. They, referring to the record company. And her second album was released, and it was actually Avril's voice, so they didn't worry about Melissa having to sing just yet. Then, all of a sudden, in 2007, Avril, Melissa, released The Best Damn Thing, and she knew she had a new look and a new style. Here's a picture of Avril 2004 and Avril 2007. Would you like to see? Yeah, I think I already seen them. It's uh, like Avril Lavigne is wearing a tie. She looks a lot like Jennifer Aniston there. Yeah, she's got that Jennifer Aniston. And then like, what is this, 2009? 2007. 2007, she's got half-dyed hair. She's a lot of makeup. I mean, still kind of punk, but not like, you know, no tie. Not dressing like a a guy. Yeah, these these, these look like the same person to me. Yeah. Just a different hair. Yeah. Oh, frick. <laughs> Censored. Sorry, I lost I lost the thing. Uh-oh. you find anything while I'm looking for this thing again? Yeah, I just can't find anything on that Melissa chick. You can find... Oh, so what... Where do, they, where do they get this name from is what I want to know. What name? Uh, the name... That Melissa Vandella, whatever it is. Like, maybe... Maybe, uh... You know? That's her? Like... And now she's no longer... It's like when Jason... It's like when Matt Damon became Jason Bourne. He lost his name. And now he's just Jason Bourne. Like, there's no Melissa Vandell anymore. She's just Avril Lavigne. <laughs> right. I, I, I get that, but... Um, I mean, like... I don't know. There should be some... I guess they would take it away if, there, if this was true. Okay, so the next tweet is... Here's a video I'm making compiling... Comparing a song from Reels out. <laughs> Sorry. Here's a video I made comparing a song from the real Avril's last album to Girlfriend from her 2007 album. Which Girlfriend does, that song. You know the song hey, Girlfriend? You, you, I like girlfriend. That song is terrible. Think you need a new one. And her other stuff was, I don't know, I loved her other stuff when I was younger. I probably wouldn't these days. But hold on, I gotta take a slurm. Gotta take that slurm. All right. Okay. I know Girlfriend's a bop, but, like, it's a completely different style and use of vocals that she would do before. And a lot of Avril's birthmarks she had before are gone. She also has the same tattoo that Melissa has. And once the theory was brought to her attention in her interview, she was shaky and nervous 
in her interview. She was trying to play it off as a joke and saying things like, well, I'm here, so that's not true. And all of that, she, and all of that, and then she performed after the interview, and she was stumbling on and off stage and messing up words. Like, I'm not saying Avril is dead, but <coughs> Avril is dead. <laughs> so what was the part that made you convinced? That was the part. That was it? I mean, I don't I mean, I guess assuming that's true about them asking her about that in an interview and she getting all nervous and stuff, why else would she? I guess I would need to see the interview. Maybe we can find yeah. it online. See if you can find that. Uh, man. All right. Yeah, I'll find it. I will continue on this. And Melissa is weird. the next week. <laughs> to properly end this thread, here's a song compilation I made of Avril's best bops throughout the years. Not going to listen to that. <laughs> Avril Lavigne. The G is silent. About, what, interview about being dead? Ooh, here's a picture of Avril during a photo shoot. Let's see ya. Look what's written on her hand. Melissa. Hmm. What's going on with that? I don't know, man. Dude, this is hard to find. Like, all, I swear, all these articles, they're fucking from Thanks. today. I got accidentally stuck out of this again. Oh well. What do you what do you think about this one? Yeah, I guess we are diving a little bit too deep into this. <laughs> I'm I'm putting this one at a uh probability. This one so far seems most likely. Oh. So you say eighty five ninety? Yeah, I'll go with the uh a seven point eight for skate or boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. This one sounds. I mean, it's probably not true, but pretty it's pretty unrealistic. If, like, I feel like there's, uh, if there's another one or a couple more we're diving into, this is like the one that's most real. All right, so I'm gonna put it myself at a five percent chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, which is probably way too high. Yeah, you never know. You never do know. So what do you got? Oh, um, out of a hundred? Man, I was just going out of ten. Oh, I thought you did 0.7%. Yeah, 7.8%. Oh, you were way higher than the other ones then. No, I was like 0, 0.0, like 0. 0.6 or something. Like less than 1%. <laughs> okay, well we can do that. Ten out of ten, I would say... This is my highest one yet. One. One? I mean, I can do percentage. Out of 10, I can do percentage, true. but... Out right, of, give out us a percentage. Come on. It's not that hard. 7.8%. <laughs> Brian's more more confident than me so uh, far. Like, and yours was 5, so, it, you know, yeah. we round it to like 6-ish. Yeah, so 6% chance that that is real. 6% um, out of 10%. <laughs> as we are running out of time and running out of slurm... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the next the next conspiracy theory is Beyonce was never really pregnant. Okay, first off, look at Blue Ivy. That's definitely Jay Z's kid. But doesn't mean that's Beyonce's mama. 
That's, that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, so conspiracy theorists went crazy over Beyonce's pregnancy back in 2011. To this day, many still believe that the superstar was never really pregnant and that her daughter, Blue Ivy, is either Jay-Z's illegitimate child or was given birth to by a surrogate so the singer wouldn't have to endure being pregnant. Hence the infam infamously security-tight and photo-free hospital stint when Blue Ivy was burned. Hmm. Conflating the rumors is a shockingly bizarre video of Beyonce's baby bump seemingly deflating under her dress during an appearance on Australia's Sunday night. Well, I feel like we need to see that. Good day, Melbourne. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to look at this and pause the video. Uh-oh. <gasps> you can't even... You can't watch the you video. You can't watch the video. Oh, dude. Okay. All right, that, I mean... I mean... That's big. That makes that bumps it up to a a fathom fathomable. <laughs> I remember when when Beyonce I was watching randomly. What was it? The movie award or something? Yeah, probably. When she announced it and she was singing "Love on Top" and I was like, "Oh, this song is really awesome. I kind of like it." And then she like just rips off her shirt. Well, not like her shirt, but like she had like something underneath it. Yeah. And just starts rubbing her belly like she has a baby in it. And I was like. What? Oh my god, I can't believe I just saw that. I don't really care about Beyonce that much, but that was kind of cool that I saw that. <laughs> but, I don't know, I wish I could see that video, and I'm suspicious now that you can't see it, yeah. so I'm going to put this theory at a three. Three percent? Oh, no. Three out of ten? Three out of ten. What are we doing? Oh. Percents or tens? I don't know, bro. Let's go out of ten. Uh, so out 30. Of 10. If it's 30%... Out of, 10, out, of 10. out of 10, bro, I'll go, I'll go a solid 5.1. Mm. This sounds like a surrogate thing for sure. Yeah. But I mean, also, like, that's Jay-Z's kid. Like, there's no doubt. Yeah, I'm sure it's both of their kids, but I'm sure yeah, Beyonce, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Beyonce and Jay-Z probably both didn't want Beyonce to get pregnant and ruin her body. Yeah. But she's pregnant again. Okay. <laughs> Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> the Trump's baby? What? Alright. Moving on. Oh, Michael Jackson faked his death. Michael Jackson faked his death. I think. Many fans found it difficult to cope with the death of Michael Jackson, the beloved king of pop. In 2009, hence, a conspiracy was born. Some people truly believe that the artist faked his death in order to get, live a normal Low-key life. Some say he was even spotted attending his own funeral in disguise. Click that link. I don't even want to. <laughs> like this one? If it looks just like uh, <laughs> the Elvis one where it's just nothing. Like, uh, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, the video's unavailable again. Dude. <laughs> All right, that, that bumps it up a bit, I guess. All I'm saying for this one, I heard conspiracy theories about why he died. Not about how he's still alive. And also, I can't talk ill about Michael Jackson because his daughter Paris is really beautiful and I want to go on a coffee date with her. So, if you're listening, hey. Yes. So, Brian <laughs> will refuse to talk bad about Michael Jackson because he has an attractive daughter. Because he is Michael Jackson and is generically attractive even before he fucked up his face. I think she's, a, I think she's adopted. Well, then she has even less to do with Michael Jackson. <laughs> God damn it! I don't know. I don't know life. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to win some points, you man. 
All I'm saying is this is he's he gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll put this one and I will put this at a point. I'll give it a point like one two. Yeah. Like a, a one point two just because there's no video. I'm gonna give it less <laughs> than that, so we'll call it a point zero zero two. <laughs> Next one. Oh geez. This is actually the this one that I think is the most real. This is. Yeah. So this one is definitely the most real. Um. So if you guys heard that Khloe Kardashian is OJ Simpson's daughter. Yeah, I couldn't remember like which one of them which was possibly OJ's. But well, it's Khloe. It's Khloe. Get it right. So born in 1984, during the late Robert Kardashian and his then wife Kris Jenner's friendship with OJ Simpson, many strangely believe that Khloe Kardashian, Robert's youngest daughter, is actually OJ's child. The assumption being that he and Chris had an affair. The theory peaked in 2009 at the height of keeping up with the Kardashians craze, but unfortunately, the rumors continue to this day thanks to OJ himself, who has reportedly expressed that he thinks Chloe is his daughter and that he'd like to take a paternity test. So he's pretty much saying, yeah, fuck Chris Jenner. He fucked her or he's just trying to start shit because he's crazy but I I could see it being true like the dude was a dog right well I mean if he's saying it could be true then that yeah. kind of is like admitting an affair yeah but it's it's pretty much just his word against hers until like or are he saying it's not an affair is he how, how would it not be an affair? If he wants a, if he wants a paternity test because it's not his daughter. Oh, is he saying it's not his daughter? I don't know. That's not what this thing says, but... Oh. No, I think, I think it's probably true. All right, keep talking. Let me read for a second. Um, you, did you see that O.J. Simpson thing with uh, Dave Schwimmer? And all that. Kubo Gooden Jr. Okay, I saw like the first episode of that, and then I was confused because I didn't think that was the one that won the that was like considered for the Oscar. No, it was this other one like on ESPN. But... Well, I want to see the I want to see the one that was considered for the Oscar. How it won the that? Oscar too. How do I see that? I don't know. <clears throat> you can probably watch it on Netflix or so, it's probably somewhere. <sighs> well, yeah, I saw the first episode of that, and I'm really upset if OJ did um, cheat on. David Schwimmer's wife, which I'm assuming is Jennifer Aniston. What are you, d David Schwimmer's wife? Like, are you talking about in the show? Yes. David Schwimmer is <laughs> married, married to Chris Jenner. Right, and that's what this theory is about. Yes. Yeah, Chris so, Jenner cheating on David Schwimmer with Jennifer Aniston or something. He didn't cheat on David Schwimmer. <laughs> David, Sch <laughs> David Schwimmer is just the lawyer. He's best friends with the juice. And yes. And, you know, the juice is always coming around, and Chris Jenner likes the juice so much so she's got to get a little taste of the juice. Right, but Chris Jenner in the show was played by Jennifer Aniston, right? No, she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you go, yeah, but the thing is... Do you finally understand what, yeah. I, what joke I'm trying... What stupid-ass joke I'm trying to make? Yeah, it was a friend's joke, so it wasn't that funny. Do I need to do a stupid comedy voice to make the joke? <laughs> Lordy. Lordy, Lordy. Well, you know that O.J. Simpson was probably fucking that Jennifer Aniston while she was dating that, uh, oh, well, 
what's his face? Uh, who are we talking about now? Oh, we're talking about David Schwimmer! <laughs> what was his name in the show? Uh, Chris? Oh, God, Bruce Jackson. Bruce Jackson. <laughs> Caitlin, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, Kardashian. Oh, wait, what's his name? Robert Kardashian. Robert Kardashian, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Split Six. <laughs> yeah, because there's that photo that um, Chris Jenner was at the courthouse with uh, Ro- like with Robert Kardashian, Bruce Jenner, and OJ Simpson, and it's like all three guys she's fucked. <laughs> oh my like, god, it's crazy. Oh, we have to move on. <gasps> James Dean's death was a government hit job. What? I never heard this one. I love James Dean. Oh, uh, I don't know who this is. So. Good thing you can shred some light. So here's what it is. At the young age of 24, James Dean met an untimely death with his vehicle when his vehicle crashed en route to a California car race. In years since his passing, the Rebel Without a Cause star has been considered the victim of a CIA hit. Why, you may ask? Well, during the wholesome 1950s, the sexy, rebellious, brooding actor was just too much of a bad influence on the innocent youth of America. He had to go. Bullshit. Um, Stupid. I I don't know. I mean, they were doing some weird shit back then. Okay. And there's no, dude no was in, way they kill somebody for being a bad influence. The dude was in three movies, got nominated for two Oscars, both when he died. Yeah. Uh, he's, okay. he's the fucking man. 24 years old. His last interview he did, he was like in full costume for this Western movie he was doing. He's talking about racing cars. He's like, yeah, I don't like street racing. I like racing on racetracks. You know, he's like, you got to watch out when you're driving out there. You could hit somebody and that person, you never know, it could be me. Died a week later. Well, sorry, we have to move on. <laughs> Lord is decade older than we think. What? She's like... Born so, in 1966, the electro-pop prodigy, Lord, made her debut album with Wales oh, at the ripe age of 16. Her mature, her mature voice and uh, songwriting skills quickly catapulted her to critical acclaim, including a handful of Grammy Awards, but some couldn't believe that someone so young could be so successful. Sounds like a millennial hater. It didn't help that the singer herself jokingly perpetrated the rumors that she was actually decades older than her birthday would suggest by telling Vanity Fair... I'm actually 45. <laughs> Did you see that South Park episode where Lord is actually Randy Marsh? No. Oh, yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> That's the first man of the episode. Who the fuck? Yes, Lord is actually Randy Marsh. Yeah, so we know that's true. <laughs> um, Lord uh, immediately looks a little strange. Um, but, yeah... Zero. No, she's not actually 46. Moving on. Oh. Nicholas Cage is an ageless vampire. 100% true. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is immortal. 100% Pro- true. Probably true. Marilyn Monroe was murdered. Pro- I... Maybe. She was She was getting passed around with the Kennedys. It was weird. Oh, yeah. Well, Kennedys get murdered. There's a band called the Dead Kennedys. It's true, but they're, they're alive. I think some of them at least. I'd hope so, unless there's a bunch of zombies writing music. That'd be kind of cool. Okay, uh, we ought to ship through these. Uh, Marisa <laughs> didn't really win an Oscar, and I think that's the last one. Yep, that's it. All right, guys. Um, We, we got to get to the end of this, so... Send us your favorite conspiracy theories. Yeah, we'll talk about more, I'm sure. We're going to dive deeper into Avril Lavigne on every episode from here on out. 
Until um, she comes on the podcast yes. and admits the truth. And we mean is, that like, in the sexual way. Ooh. Just kidding. Sorry, Avril. Or Melissa. Whatever your real name is. <laughs> Vanderbilt or whatever it is. No, that's a, that's a, that's a college. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, everybody, thank you for listening to the Split Six podcast, a podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics, each over the course of a beer. I am Nick Wagella. I am here with Brian Nyson. Um, Any closing words, Brian? The truth is out there. (laughs) Is David Duchovny actually a woman? (laughs) Like in Twin Peaks, where he plays a woman. Hey, I started watching that. Thank God. Thank God. I'm like an episode or two in. Oh, God, I can't get over the 90s aspect of it. it All right, so well, good. I think we should put in closing music, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna add this in after, so we're gonna continue to talk about this and record it for a little bit, so. Yeah, enjoy the closing music. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, Twin Peaks. It's so good. Um, I just finished watching it last night, it was like, Time. Really? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I was at, I, I was watching it, and a few things that annoy me. It seems very 80s. I know it started in 90. Yeah. Um, the one mom is like, <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 like so she's good. like having the worst puke of her life. Just, just, just wait till episode three. I just want to thank Keith Demick real quick. Um, he gave us the music that you heard tonight. Um, yeah, um, so check out his stuff. Um, we'll post a link uh, eventually when we can find it. But Keith, you did a great job. Uh, we love the the track for our, our uh, podcast. So everyone, check out Keith Demick. Thanks.